You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of Us needs and appreciates all your support. Uh, are you a fan of Black Dynamite? Well, hey, are you a fan of Spaghetti Westerns? Oh, Outlaw Johnny Black, written, directed, produced, and starring Michael J. White under his new production company, Gigantic Studios, might be the movie for you. Eh? Uh, bent on avenging the death of his father, Johnny Black vows to gun down Brett Clayton and become a wanted man in the process. He goes into hiding, posing as a preacher in a small mining town that's been taken over by a notorious land baron. This movie is an homage and send-up of black exploitation and spaghetti westerns with gunslinging tricks very white Native Americans, and a horse that literally kicks a bucket. I am T.C. Dewitt of the Screener Squad, and I'm joined by uh, some some gunslingers themselves. Uh, we have the infamous Roughneck Ryan. Howdy. And we all know him, we all fear him, the notorious Mechanical Spider Mike. Howdy, howdy. Uh, we were supposed to be joined by Ben, but the law caught up with him. He's been brought in for robbing the Pine City Stagecoach. We'll get his rating later, though. I signed up for this because I am a fan of Michael J. White's ability to truly kick some ass, and Black Dynamite is one of the most wonderfully ridiculous movies I know. I figured this might be the same level of absurdity and ass-kicking. Did it live up to that expectation? Well, TBD. First, let me ask my friends here, why did you sign up for this, and whether or not you like this? Well, partners, what do you think? Well, I signed up for it because I was a huge fan of Black Dynamite, even before it came out. Like, I saw the trailer for it and then once it came out i adored it and so when this trailer came out and it seemed very similar in tone i was like well i have to i have to watch this movie <laughs> yes yeah michael michael j white or jai white is he's, he's so perfect and especially in black dynamite i just that movie is is just such a good time and it's it's one that i've revisited many times and he's just so entertaining and charismatic in it and like everything that he does and yeah it's just it's crazy that it's been this it's been over i think like was it like 13 years since Black Dynamite, two thousand nine. Yeah, it's crazy that, that that was that long ago. But yeah, it was. Uh, so definitely, this is this has been a long time coming for me. Yeah, I, he Michael J. White, he can kick ass. I love watching this guy fight, and and he has. It's not Jackie Chan, it's not Bruce Lee, but there's a joy in watching him beat the shit out of people. Where he he puts on a show. It's not just punching a guy and doing a roundhouse kick. There's this bounce and joy in what he's doing. He's, he's dead serious when he does it, but the man knows how to throw a punch. He knows how to kick a guy's face off. He's such a well-developed martial artist in so many things that he does. Because the Black Dynamite was just like the tip of the iceberg for that sort of thing that he does. And he's just always great in everything I ever see him in. Like, I just, I wish he was bigger. Me too. And it always confuses me that he's not. Because he has everything going for him. And this movie is no exception. He is so fucking good in this movie. He's like charismatic he's funny he's kick-ass as fuck like it's just 
Like I loved every time he was on screen. Like every moment he said, like, like I was the way the women in this movie are towards <laughs> him every time they see him. Where you're just like, ah, oh, you're so perfect. Oh my God, when he comes out shirtless, he's just in a towel, and and Jess, uh, Jess and Tess, the two women in the in this, she looks up and sees him, and she's like, blah, 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 blah. Uh, <laughs> I, I felt similarly. The man is cut. My God, my guy is in like his I think mid to late fifties too, which yeah. is fucking. I had to look that up, and I was like, how. How is this possible? This is crazy. He looks he looks insane. Yeah, he's just super ripped and and his his whole like the the backstory he has like is is effective enough that you're just like, man, I I want to see this guy succeed at whatever it is that he's doing in this sequence and and the movie's great for it. Like he's every time he's on screen, he has some great dialogue moments and some great jokes. And there's some people from Black Dynamite that show up in this movie as well. Mm-hmm. The um, actor who plays Reverend Percy, he was his best friend, Bullhorn, in Black Dynamite. And he's also his, like, not his sidekick per se, but, like, his his confidant, That's his accidental confidant is the best way of putting it. <laughs> in, in this, and yeah. then there's, you know, there's quite a few other actors that are in this that you know you've seen before, like Tommy Davidson, as well as Gary Anthony Williams. Uh, speaking of WWE, Randy Couture is here. I don't remember if he's part of the WWE, but I know he's a wrestler yes. of some kind. And Barry Bostwick, as the villain, as one of the villains, is uh, is chewing scenery up as much as he possibly can. And I was a big fan of that. I could have used more of him. Yeah. Interestingly, I say I wish I had more of him. This is a two-hour and 15-minute movie. This is a long movie. When I hit it's play on this, I did not expect it to be that long. And... I don't think that's for the betterment of this movie. My my main complaint is there is a lot of fat on this that could be trimmed to make a much tighter, much funnier, more black dynamite level of film here. That's not to say it's bad per se, but it doesn't feel as tight and, and refined and as sharp as what Black Dynamite is in its homage, in its parody, in its loving portrayal of black exploitation. But then again... Maybe that's the point, because if you've ever watched actual spaghetti westerns, if you watch a Sergio Leone movie, things are goddamn long. So maybe maybe the fact that this is probably an hour longer than it should be, if you took out all the fat, that might actually be intentional, given that this is supposed to be a send-up of spaghetti westerns. So I, I don't know how you two felt about the runtime. I, I definitely uh, felt similarly, and I although like I did, I did, I really enjoyed this, and I had, a, I, I thought it was a fun time for the most part. That that would be my one complaint too. Like I felt like, it's, especially like the first thirty minutes or so, I I think uh, dragged a little bit for me. But I think once it gets, especially once it gets into that like second and third act, I was pretty along with the ride. It, it was pretty fun after that point. No, you're right. Yeah, that whole first sequence. I think it has the worst jokes in the movie. I think that is the first 30 yeah. minutes, in my opinion. Yep. And a lot of it involves the Native American characters. <laughs> the blue-eyed, blonde leader. Because, <laughs> and I get I get the joke is the fact that they're like, a lot of them are white, and that's like kind of the joke. But so many of those just fell flat. I was just mm-hmm. like, these are not really funny. And then there's a, a reference yeah. to a very, very old commercial about pollution oh my God, that happens yeah. and you're just like what the fuck <laughs> yeah it was like that was very like damn the last time i saw this joke was wayne's world 2 you know <laughs> and they perf- so, so i think they perfected ago. that joke for sure and yeah that was mainly my issue with the first act too i thought a lot of that stuff was it, it wasn't really a, there, there wasn't really a joke other than they're white it was kind of like they didn't think beyond that point i, I guess it, it just it felt 
I don't know. I, I thought they were going to do something a little bit more clever with it, and that was that was kind of it. And I, that, to me, wasn't enough to really justify doing what they did, I guess, and especially because they're kind of, like, characters that end up being crucial mm-hmm. in the third act, too, because so they are kind of taken seriously in a way. So I was a little thrown by that, and it didn't. It wasn't really that funny to me, That's I guess. That's kind of why it fails, because even as a story point, you expect, was Byron Minns, is that the actor who plays Reverend Percy? Yeah. You're expecting him to stay with them longer. And so it's like, so you feel like that's why it's lingering there. Right. But it, but he doesn't. Like, he, he leaves pretty quickly for the most part. Because um, Michael Jai White pretends to be him once he gets to the town because the law's after him. And so he has to pretend to be a reverend to, uh, and which is some, some of the, my favorite jokes is him being like, it's like, doesn't it say, you know, the turn of the edge hook? I think so. I mean, <laughs> maybe. Yes, it does. Like it's just, I lost it with that because it's a, he he delivers it so well. That's the reason I love Black Dynamite is that so much of it, so much of that movie is carried by him as well, and he's in a lot of that movie. And when it's not, the rest of those jokes also carry the moments he's not in it. And the problem is that this movie doesn't have that same level of joke carry. Mm-hmm. Because when it, when it cuts to some people, especially when it cuts to Randy Couture, I'm like, dude, you're like the worst fucking actor in this entire movie. <laughs> and you have some like major lines and it's frustrating kind of thing. And some story stuff just happens. Like story beats just happen randomly. Although I think that's part of the joke, especially in the third part, the third act. There's a character who shows an actor who shows up and you're just like, where the fuck did you come from and why are you even here? I'm friends with Mike and he asked me to show up for the day. I'm here. It was just so funny to me. And it was just like, okay, sure. Like the movie's just too long. It's, it needs, it needs to be cut down immensely. Comedies only really work when they're tighter Mm -hmm. because you don't, focus on the slow moments there's a point where i forgot it was a comedy for a part because there just wasn't any jokes for like what felt like 20 minutes mm-hmm. and then some and then it just gets super silly once it comes up again you're like oh that's right this is a comedy and that's not a good thing when you're watching a comedy. yeah <laughs> and he's he's such a good actor that i feel like in the more like in this in a lot of the scenes that are played more serious like the stuff in his backstory he's a, he actually like nails it but also there's that part of you that's like this is this is kind of just like a my my parents were killed kind of generic like spaghetti western and there's not really a lot of like subverting of those tropes and it kind of just is playing into them Mm -hmm. and just playing it completely straight which is is fine and like again i feel like he he pulls a lot of that stuff off a lot of the more when he's like thinking about that uh his past there's like a really good monologue that he gives where he's remembering a sermon that his uh father gave when he was younger i I think he he nails some of that serious stuff and really pulls it off but at the same time it's like i I, it felt a little it felt a little bit like whiplash to me at points Mm -hmm. i don't know no you're not wrong going between the the serious grounded stuff the backstory the the drama that he's trying Mm -hmm. to that the drama that he's struggling with as a character and then having ridiculous jokes of like uh uh, just crying but not leaving the room like ah ah, ah, ah," like ah, okay it's this absurdist comedy yeah if you take that first 30 minutes because it takes 30 minutes for the plot of this movie to actually begin to get him to the town where he has to pose as the reverend and and then the story actually starts all that 30 minutes at the beginning you tighten that up and then you tighten it up a little bit more throughout. But that first 30, you just shrink that down to maybe 15-ish to get this plot going, get to the good stuff. Mm-hmm. That helps this movie so much. There's some really, really good stuff. There's Black Dynamite level of funny, of action, 
Uh, you guys are talking about the comedy coming intermittently. The action is pretty sparse in this, unfortunately. For Michael J. White, who is so good at kicking ass, not enough fights for my liking in this. Uh, not that I need this to be a punch a minute, but it did feel like, uh, do you want to be the drama? Do you want to be an action movie? Or do you want to be a comedy? Blend it together. Blend it together and give me all of that just tighter and more frequently, I guess. Yeah, this movie is going to get compared to a lot of things. It's going to get compared to Black Dynamite, of course. It's going to get compared to Blazing Saddles in a lot of ways, as well as just any other comedy that mm-hmm. you know, anyways died the West. Like, just any comedy that involves the parody of the Western. What I like about this movie is the fact that it plays it straight enough, but it doesn't know what it wants. Like Ryan said, both the serious stuff works really, really well, and both of the comedy works really, really well, but they don't blend together the way they're supposed to. Yeah. They're, they're like, completely counter of each other. And then directly in the middle is a cast that's is fairly fairly well stacked, but also kind of meanders. Like, they're not used to their fullest as well as my other issue with it. Like, so many of these other characters, uh, the other actors, could be really funny when they're used differently, but they're, they're never given anything. Like, Tommy Davidson... He's he's really funny in Black Dynamite as well as just in general. Like I think Tommy Davidson's a very funny actor, but I don't think he's he's not really given anything no. at all, other than to be the crazy just like townsfolk guy kind of thing. And even then, it's not all that interesting. Like you forget he's there until he comes up again, again randomly in the third act. And then so much in the action's really cool. Like the action has some really fun moments, and they're so far and few in between. And it's it's a bummer because of how funny some of the action is mm-hmm. the way Michael J. White does it, especially the really cool trick type things that he pulls off in the, the movie. Gunslinger tricks, yeah, yeah. Which is like I my it's one of my favorite parts in the movie is the part when he when he's like slapping the shit of that one. Oh guy. my god. <laughs> I was I thinking would... of that exact same that's my favorite. I think I actually rewound that and watched it again. Me too. It's just so Me too. <laughs> funny. It's so yeah, funny. It's... The movie needed more of those sequences like in between the seriousness to really blend it in because that one I think is a great blend of the two because it's a serious moment it also is really funny and it keeps staying that way until some stuff happens Mm -hmm. and the music is fairly straightforward it's very normal stuff I think the cinematography on this was pretty good because a lot of I've watched a lot of movies where they're like we're western and you're like this just looks like you're at one of those like reenactment sets you know what I'm talking about yeah, yeah. like I've seen a lot of ones where like we're western but it's clearly I feel like I'm on vacation at one of those <laughs> and you're pointing cameras at stuff and you're like oh look honey a guy shooting at a guy kind of thing westworld yeah. and so yeah and so this this really worked for me in that way and I think that's one of the reasons I'm more forgiving of it as well uh, because I've seen people attempt this and do really terribly like I saw another. So I moved with William Dafoe for one of us like a last year or something. I don't remember the name of it. The whole time that was my thought when watching that movie. And the fact that I like this much more than that is uh, was a very good thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't you take that and fold into some final thoughts? Let's get a rating on this. Yeah, this movie is going to be very polarizing because I really like a lot of it. But I 100% get why people won't like it nearly as much as they were, they're hoping to. You're going to go in with a very specific expectation. You're not going to get that because it's not even the way Black Diamond is where there are errors and stuff during filming in that kind of way because that one is designed to be like purposely badly made film is what Black Diamond is. This one is a very well-made movie the whole way through. There's not a moment that's going to be like that joke, but there's going to be a lot of jokes that fall very flat, especially in the first first act. But once you get past that, you're going to find the meat of the movie and then you're going to have a pretty decent time with it. I will have to give it 7 out of 10 charges of Kung Fu treachery. (laughs) (laughs) Ryan, go ahead. 
Yeah, I, I know. I, I totally, I think I'm in agreement with you both on this. I feel like once you, if, if you give this a chance, uh, just settle in a little bit, get past that like 20, 30 minute mark. And I think you're going to have, I think you're going to have a good time. I think this is a lot of fun. And I think that if you're a fan of Michael Jai White, who easily just, he just full on carries this movie and he is very, very funny, just such a good physical actor. And in that, like that scene we were just talking about spider Mike, like it was, it was almost like it was, it was badass and it was funny. And it was almost like reminiscent of something from like three stooges or something. It was just like silly slapstick, but also being badass. It was just, just so good. Like there's a lot of good moments like that peppered throughout. And there's a lot of funny stuff throughout this. And I think that if you're a fan of um, this actor and if you were a fan of black dynamite, it's worth watching. But uh, it's, I would say, like, lower your expectations because I don't think it comes anywhere near uh, what that is. And uh, like you said, TC, I think that I, I think I'd be a lot more charitable to this if it were, like, 90 minutes. I mm-hmm. think that would be – I think my rating would be a little bit higher. I'm going to give this f- six psalms, which are not the same as songs, out of ten. <laughs> I give so much respect for Michael Jai White for making this movie. He he wrote it, he produced it, he directed it, he starred in it. Uh, he created a studio for this. So Gigantic is his new production label. Uh, amazing. Uh, this this started as a proof of concept trailer for this movie. They, they pumped all their money into creating a trailer for this, and then that's how they got interest in funding it. Amazing. But I think where the trip up here was is that he did everything. Because he didn't direct Black Dynamite. That was Scott Sanders. And Scott Sanders being behind the camera and being able to guide the movie, that matters. And I think Michael J. White juggling all this, you can see the shortcomings of it. It's not as tight. It's It's got some tonal inconsistencies throughout it. That's not to say this isn't good. There's a lot of fun here. And, and as Ryan just said, if you can get through that first 30 minutes, which I know is asking a lot of a two-and-a-half-hour movie, two-hour 15 that's asking a lot. But if you're a fan of what Michael's been doing in this, uh, we were discussing Arrow before we started recording. Hell, he's got a deleted scene from Kill Bill that if you haven't seen it, find it on YouTube. It's spectacular. This guy's great. He's so great, so charismatic, and it's just easy to watch him because you can see how much he loves doing this. So so I, I love watching him work. And I, I enjoyed this, but it really does have some pacing issues that that kind of threw me for a loop. So it's funny. It's got some good action, the gunslinging stuff, great cast. Yeah. In general, I, I'm just echoing everything everyone just said here. Um, so I'm just going to give my rating of three out of five slaps to the face. That scene is the best. <laughs> it really is. So great. There, there's maybe a couple other jokes that had me legitimately laugh out loud, which is hard to do when you're watching a comedy alone, but that slap to the face was, was fantastic. Uh, oh, Oh, I just got a telegram here from, from Ben. Oh, he's, he's, He's escaped, but he's on the run. But he, he sent us a telegram with his rating. Uh, it's uh, uh, six out of ten very accurate wanted posters. God, that was one of my favorite <laughs> running gags in the entire movie. Because there were so some good, good running gags, and that one legitimately had me dying every time. <laughs> the hat's different, and I just lost it every time they said that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for joining me. Uh, let's uh, posse up and head on out and ride off into the sunset. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, come on. I, I'm not going to do this alone. <laughs>